0: Welcome to Economic Development Secrets, where economic developers from across the country spill their secrets to our host, Nicole D'Souza. You'll hear firsthand accounts from economic developers in the trenches, from what works to what doesn't work, how deals come together, or how deals go bad. You'll hear everyone's economic development secrets.
1: Welcome to Economic Development Secrets. As some of you may have noticed already, this month we are shaking things up a little. Uh, Rather than doing one episode per month where we highlight an economic developer, we are doing several shorter episodes discussing economic development solutions that they've seen or that we've seen through our experience as consultants. So today we're going to focus on how to improve your economic development project questionnaire. And uh, Paul Shuren, principal and economist at Impact Data Source, is joining me. So, Paul, it is so vitally important to collect accurate and correct types of data when working through one's economic development projects.
0: Yeah, and thanks for for having me again, Nicole. Um, I'm definitely interested in this topic because it's something we deal with every day. Um, And so we're talking about this data gathering process when working with a prospective new business that's, say, planning a project. And you, you as an economic developer want to understand what they are going to do and ultimately determine if you can assist them in in some way.
1: Wonderful. Well, in your experience, how do clients typically receive and send data? And what resources do they use?
0: Yeah. So, um, in terms of clients kind of collecting this information what they're doing right now we very often see uh like a pdf or a word form um and some of these you know you can set them up and do a couple extra steps and make them actual forms to accept inputs into the actual uh, you know document Um, other times you'll see files that are just kind of the, the regular old flat file a regular old pdf or a regular old word file and you know so using Microsoft Word or whatever is it's kind of easy to format and edit so it, it isn't surprising that that's a pretty common approach that that economic developers uh, take in putting these together um, and it, it's definitely one of those things that doesn't nec- doesn't always seem like the most important thing that you're doing um, but it but it, it can get tricky um, and just from our side from impact data source you know over the years we've helped ED organizations use like an Excel format. Um, and so this has some advantages in that you can create, you know, clear inputs and format certain cells and that sort of thing. Um, it still isn't necessarily the best way to do it, but, um, it does have some advantages over the PDF and the Word document, especially if you're kind of more heavily focused on like the, the phasing and, and the hard numbers about a project. Um, but that's not always the, the focus. Sometimes there's more qualitative things that you're trying to gather. And so it leads you to kind of that word or PDF approach. And so, you know, when I, as I think about the, the data forms that our economic development clients have sent us, so when they've, you know, they've, you know, uh, you know, have the prospect fill out the data form, and then they send it to us and say, hey, evaluate this project. Um, The ones that I remember the most are the ones with handwritten responses. So I don't know if that's the most common, but they they definitely stand out in my mind. Um, Some ED organizations will use kind of an electronic questionnaire uh, to help complete fields in their CRM, but honestly, I don't run into those too often. Uh, The most common forms I see are are Word. Um, and you know you can if you just do a little bit of uh, Google searching for ED forms questionnaires project info sheets whatever you want to call them you can kind of get a good sense of what folks are doing out there and see, see that range of, of stuff
1: yeah it definitely sounds like there are many different methods that people use to acquire this data um, and you've mentioned <clears throat> excuse me and you've mentioned before that the traditional process of gathering data from a perspective, client may be too analog and that there may be a better method for receiving and organizing this data. Um, so can you elaborate on this and share what you believe uh, the solution can be?
0: Yeah, so that the whole Word or PDF or even when you get to the Excel thing, I mean, all of that is is kind of a pain from a usability standpoint. So for thinking of what your prospect is doing. So, you know, Uh, if you you think about the the prospect's point of view, you get an email with an attachment, and then you need to fill out this document, right? And so it's kind of a couple ways. So like, let's assume you try to just add your responses to the Word document. And you know, the formatting gets all screwed up, the files optimized for like three lines of text, but you need to type five lines of text. And so the page breaks get screwed up. There's a checkbox, but you can't really click on the checkbox because it's a weird word file and it just becomes more about dealing with like that digital file. And it's, it's a big headache. Um, so if you kind of if, if you get one of those files and you, you don't try to fill in the electronic form and I, you actually say, oh, I'll print this thing out and I'll handwrite responses and then I'll scan it back in to make a PDF and then I'll, I'll email that back to the to the, to the, you know, the economic development organization. And I, I mean, that's such a hassle. I, my, I, I, the, I, this is like the biggest thing I complain about, but like the worst part of my month is when someone <laughs> sends me a document that I need to sign and it's not a DocuSign. And so that means I have to print out the document, I have to sign it, to scan it back in, and I got to email it. And so every time I, you know, every time I have to do this, I think, you know, number one, you're lucky I have a printer and a scanner. And number two, I wish I didn't have to do this. So in, and, you know, it's just not the, the best way to, to do things. It's, it's frustrating and it's a hassle. Uh, it's It's a real headache to actually complete some of these forms. So you know, ED organizations are going to spend, they, they spend thousands of dollars on their website or digital marketing effort and they, they focus on customer service and being, a, you know, this great resource. But one of the first interactions that a prospect has with an EDO is dealing with this clunky data form and it, you know, kind of kills the vibe of the whole thing, right, in a lot of these cases. So, you know... Another thing kind of relating to what are you actually doing with the data you know is you know after you frustrate a prospect with this awkward form that's hard to fill out you know the detailed information about the project is buried in this hard to access file right they sent you back a PDF with handwritten notes on it and you know you're just kind of keeping it on file right you might you know maybe someone retypes some of the inputs into a CRM but otherwise the document is just kept on file right um, And so the whole process is just too analog. And I think a good goal for economic development organizations, it would be to create a questionnaire that can be completed entirely online. Um, The responses will be legible and the the data will already be in a database instead of just a scanned PDF file.
1: Well, and then another complication that you've mentioned is that sometimes data forms are too confusing, like you just said, um, for the prospect, and it could potentially leave the economic developer with inaccurate data or an overabundance of data that is not actually what uh, you know, the economic developer is seeking or needs
0: yeah and uh it's it's really interesting trying to decode some of the responses from prospects uh when we see a completed data sheet so um again clients will send us the data sheet that they had their prospect complete and then you know it it isn't hard to tell when when that business owner or that the, the you know whoever filled out the data sheet you know when they got Confused. It's not hard to tell when they got confused by a question. You so you see you know extra notes, kind of handwritten in the margin, clarifying some input. Um, and sometimes you know you know what the Economic Development Organization is asking for, but you see their response, and they interpreted it as kind of a, a kind of differently. And so it's like kind of putting a puzzle back together when I mean, you go back and forth between the different inputs and say, oh, they're double counting their existing jobs. There's only they're only adding fifty because they already have a hundred and the payroll they indicate doesn't match up with what they've told me in in you know section five of the the form right and so what's the problem you know what's the problem in these cases and and how can you solve that well it, sometimes it's just a straightforward miscommunication something that happens when you know you start throwing around your economic developer lingo on the actual data form so I remember. Uh, when I began working with Jerry and, and doing economic development impact studies and all that over, you know, maybe 12 years ago. And there was a learning curve for me around the terminology in economic development. So, you know, if you're asking a prospect about their project and you're asking them to tell you, is it a BRE or is it a recruitment? And that, number one, that's not really a question for them. You guys can figure that out on your, you know, internally. Um, but, uh, But the prospect, isn't gonna under, necessarily understand those terms or even interpret them correctly. So those aren't the types of things you need to ask a prospect to begin with. Um, but ultimately, as you as you think about the wording and the, the form that you're using, you, know, you really wanna put yourself in the shoes of that business owner applying for assistance uh, from your program. And you, know, you really can reduce confusion and frustration by asking for information using their terminology or terms that they would know and they would use. Um, Another cause of confusion in this is comes up when economic developers are trying to use that one data form to rule them all, so to speak. So the approach you know, taken by economic developers is to just have one form that, that covers all manner of, of projects. So when you create a PDF or a Word document, you don't know if the person filling it out down the road is going to be an existing business or a brand new business, let's say. So you put in questions about, you know, well, how many retained jobs do you have? Um, and in the end, you're going to start confusing, you know, a new or relocating business when you ask about retained jobs. So what are those, what are they supposed to put in those sections? Should I skip it? Or will they, you know, are they going to reject my application because I didn't fill everything out? So they just, you know, people get nervous and they just start putting in stuff everywhere. And it, you know, again, it goes back to this puzzling, you know, kind of decoding it and putting the puzzle pieces back together when you look at one of those. So if you the takeaway on this is you know to reduce those squirrely responses and and, and kind of reduce the frustration that prospects might feel when they fill out the form is really just use clear language and make it, you know, kind of a responsive form that includes branching um, based on the specifics of the project. So if if they aren't an existing business, don't ask about retained jobs just make it specific to that, uh, you know, that particular user.
1: Have you found that data forms can be too formal at times?
0: Oh, man. Yeah. So this goes back to a little bit anyway, to that misguided notion that some organizations take around the one data form to rule them all. And so we're going to get this prospect to fill out one super comprehensive form so that we have everything we might ever need about them. So not only do we want to know about the preliminary job count and capital investment, we also need, you know, their tax ID, the names of all the business owners owning more than 15%. And uh, I need to know who will be responsible for compliance and and who will sign the economic development contract. Right. And so, I mean, seriously, slow your roll on those types of, of questions on the data form. If you're, if you're, you know, on a, a dating app, and instead of swiping on someone's profile, they're, you know, they're, they start asking you about choosing wedding colors, and what's your blood type, and do you have a history of heart disease in your family, and where do you want to retire? You know, that's, that's like, hold up, I thought, I thought we were just, you know, on a first date or, or, you know, chatting. And so the thing is, and economic developers know this, but the project's plans change all the time. They're going to tell you on this preliminary data form that they're going to create 100 jobs, and then you write the contract, and they're going to come back and they're going to commit to 80 jobs, right? So things are changing the entire time you're working through. And how many projects? I mean, I don't know what the percentage is, but how many projects are you going to work on that you know start and go all the way through and finish and and are a, you know you sign a, a economic development contract? You're probably going to be evaluating more projects than just the ones that go all the way through. So you can nail down those specifics later as it comes together. And so the point, to me anyway, the point of gathering data is to get a general sense of the project. Is it five jobs or is it 500 jobs? Is it a manufacturer or is it a warehouse? What are you doing there? What are the basics? And then we can start narrowing down later, uh, you know, and let's get some general parameters on the scope of the plan project. And then let's get a sense of what assistance they're looking for. So I've even seen um, some data forms that require, you know, the the document, this this form that they're filling out to be notarized. And so, you know, like I mentioned, I was complaining about printing and scanning documents, but now I have to go to the notary. I mean, it's uh, you know, all these, all these numbers are going to change before the project is set or an agreement is signed. So let's let's keep the notary out of it. Um, but that's not to say that you shouldn't get information about the owners, for example, or you know, background information like that. Um, you know, you need to know who your point of contact will be for, uh, compliance and those sorts of things, but you can handle that when you get a little bit further down the line, wait till the, the deal gets a little bit more serious before you start running background checks or gathering that more sensitive information. So there should be a separate procedure for essentially for requesting and collecting this kind of, uh, more sensitive information and and should absolutely stay off of that project data form in that initial gathering crop, process. So think of the data form as kind of a first date where you're, you go grab a cup of coffee. You shouldn't take your first date to an attorney's office to create, you know, your estate plan and your final will and testament, you know, take it slow in these cases. So um, the, uh, the project focused data form will really help you obtain what you need to evaluate the project and allow you to save formalities for background checks and, you know, negotiations around agreements uh, if, if the project
1: So, overall, what would your solution be to these common challenges?
0: Yeah, well, again, this idea of project data gathering and collecting information about planned projects is really critical for what we do, Impact Data Source, for what we do in helping clients evaluate these prospective deals or projects. And so, to our clients that use Impact Dashboard, where they can evaluate the impact these projects themselves. The issue of data gathering is, is really important. And so it's why we've spent so much time ourselves kind of benchmarking some of those best practices. And so in that direction, we have built what we think is a better solution for economic development project data gathering, and we've built it into Impact Dashboard. So the, uh, the new Impact Dashboard data form is a huge step forward for economic developers looking to go digital, dynamic, responsive and, you know, project focused data gathering tool. And so you can, you know, as a user, you'll, you can easily add and remove questions uh, or create different templates for different purposes. And you can post, you know, you can create a link that you can post on your website, you know, to accept project data and just direct folks to, Hey, go to my website, click in the upper right and, you know, fill out that data form. And so with impact dashboard, you're able to to kind of update this information as it changes. So you'll get it into your system. And then as they tell you, it's not hundred jobs, it's 80 jobs, you can update it over time. Um, And you can also generate, and using Impact Dashboard, you can generate kind of concise project fact sheets to kind of, you know, just lay out what the project is all about in kind of a nice one page infographic format. And of course, with impact dashboard, kind of the main purpose of impact dashboard originally was to, to analyze that tax impact and model incentives. And so, you know, you're already there in impact dashboard, you can do that as well. So I'll stop, stop short of saying that, that this, you know, new form that we've got is the perfect solution for project data collection, but I think it's a big step forward and we're going to continue to improve the feature with, user feedback and, and over time.
1: So. Yeah, the, you know, Impact Dashboard working on it has been a wonderful and interesting pro- um, program to be able to, you know, project to work through. And I think one of the things too, you and I have both noticed, Paul, is just the need for more uh, organization when it comes to data. I mean, we've seen you know, in the economic development field with a high degree of turnover, you know, different people coming to us to say, oh, hey, do you have that data from this project when, you know, the past, you know, economic development director was there, uh, you know, five, ten years ago, and it like, ah, we might, <laughs> But, you know, Impact Dashboard, I think, gives also, um, you know, the economic developers a way to organize not only the impacts, but also, you know, the prospect data. You know, you can upload um, those, you know, obviously keep the data sheet there, have that upload other kinds of documents too, um, just so that you can keep it all together in, you know, a project portfolio. which I mean, I think is very helpful. And, uh, as an economic developer, um, previous to being at impact data source, you know, we, we used impact data source modeling just to, you know, keep the, um, the model and project information all together and, uh, organized. And I think impact dashboard is something that clients will find beneficial. And like you said, I mean, we've got a lot we're not going to say it's the end all be all way you know there's a lot that can still be done but we're constantly working on it and it's a it's been a fun project to be able to you know introduce to different economic developers across the country
0: yeah that's that's right i think just having a framework to help you kind of organize things and stay organized and, and, and categorize things and over time especially as um there's more uh you know, interest, so to speak, in economic development and, and kind of uh, keeping records and, and uh, being able to show what you're doing, but also being uh, out in the open about, you know, the, the type of work that you're doing. Um, this can can help you uh, keep and uh, keep everything organized.
1: Absolutely. Well, uh, listeners, I know this has been a, a heavier podcast episode. So, if you have any more questions or want more information on Impact Dashboard or just you know, picking our own brains of what we've seen throughout our experience consulting and working with different EDOs across the country. You know, Feel free to reach out. Reach out to me. Reach out to Paul. Um, if you go to impactdatasource.com, we have our emails listed there. Um, we have contact boxes. We have more information on Impact Dashboard and different types of reports, uh, but always feel free to reach out to either of us, Paul or myself, Um, We're happy to talk to you. And thank you so much, Paul, for joining me today.
0: Thanks, Nicole. Economic Development Secrets is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.impactdatasource.com.